1: In today's episode, we're going to continue our series on estate planning for 99% of the country. This is part six and the final episode of that series by Victor Nye. Completing this series, beginning with the first episode, you understand why we all need estate planning whether we're rich or not. In parts two through five, we discuss the basic tools of estate planning that we all need from a last will and testament to life and long term care insurance to trusts. Today we will continue that discussion. Sadly, today's episode is one topic that affects a great many people, regardless of wealth, race, culture, religion, or social status. It's having a child with special needs because of intellectual, developmental, or physical disabilities. It might not even be a minor child. It could be an adult child or other dependent, such as a parent or sibling you are financially responsible for. For simplicity's sake, however, today we are going to refer to children. Let's put some perspective on this. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in its latest Americans with Disabilities Report, 2014, published in November 2018, there were about 17.6% or 55.2 million people in America living with a severe disability of that number 7.2 million were children under the age of 18 Severe disability was defined in that report describing conditions that any reasonable person would agree are truly severe For example children who used a wheelchair were blind or deaf or had developmental disabilities such as cerebral palsy or autism The organization Autism Speaks estimates that quote on average Autism costs an estimated $60,000 a year through childhood, with the bulk of the costs in special services and lost wages related to increased demands on one or both parents. Costs increase with the occurrence of intellectual disability. That does not consider expenses beyond childhood, and the cost for caring for someone with other disabilities can be far higher. There are various resources available to families with dependents and severe disabilities. The three major sources are Supplemental Security Income, SSI, Medicaid, and Family Support. Unfortunately, these resources may still be insufficient to adequately support the child with special needs through his or her lifetime. Family support may also have an adverse impact on the ability to qualify for government benefits and place financial hardship on the family members supporting the child. Even worse, if the child outlives the parents, the family support may cease. SSI is a federal benefit. It is designed to help the elderly, blind, and disabled who have little or no income. It provides money to meet some of the basic needs of food, clothing, and shelter. Medicaid is run by the states but funded by the federal and state governments. Medicaid will cover health care expenses and provide in-home medical equipment and support. It may also cover certain community services. In most cases, children that qualify for SSI automatically qualify for Medicaid as well. The Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, is a program run by individual states but funded by both the federal and state governments. It provides health coverage to eligible children through Medicaid and separate CHIP programs. ABLE accounts are the byproduct of the Achieving a Better Life Experience, ABLE, Act of 2014. A beneficiary of an ABLE account can only have one account, but it may be funded by contributions from multiple donors. To access benefits, the beneficiary must generally qualify for SSI or other disability insurance benefits. Benefits can be used only for certain qualified expenses as set out in the ABLE Act. Note, however, that having an ABLE account may restrict SSI and Medicaid benefits if the ABLE account balance exceeds certain limits. Finally, there are special needs trusts. Although there are different types of special needs trusts, the one we are referring to is a third-party special needs trust, which is also known as a supplemental needs trust. SNT. SNTs are irrevocable trusts which are usually created inter vivos or while living, but can be created and funded at death. At death, the trust is typically funded with assets, assuming there are any left after considering other children and heirs. That's not an ideal solution. While the parent is alive, the parent is usually using his or her own resources to provide additional benefits to the child. To ensure that there are enough assets in the trust after a parent's death, the most common way of funding a trust is with life insurance. An SNT must be carefully drafted by an attorney specializing in this area to ensure that any benefits distributed by the trust do not disqualify the individual from receiving government benefits such as SSI and Medicaid. SNTs supplement but do not supplant government benefits. Moreover. The will and or revocable living trust of a person who has a child with special needs should be carefully drafted to avoid distributions to the child that may void government assistance. As you can see, for families that have a child or other dependent with special needs, basic estate planning must include strategies to support that family member, potentially for his or her lifetime, with financial assets that may exceed your own. In the future, we anticipate having a more detailed podcast on planning for family members with special needs. This podcast is brought to you by Security Mutual Life Insurance Company of New York, the company that cares. The content provided is intended for educational and informational purposes only. Information is provided in good faith. However, the company makes no representation or warranty of any kind regarding the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of the information. To help reach your goals, you need a skilled professional by your side. Contact your local Security Mutual Life Insurance advisor today. As part of the planning process, he or she will coordinate with your other advisors as needed to help you achieve your financial goals and objectives. For more information, visit us at smlny.com slash smlpodcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends about it and be sure to give us a five-star review. And check us out on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.